0: Welcome to Fit to Be Real. And a little extra. Oh, today we have a special one for you. We are talking to the person who has made <laughs> most of our blooper reels what they are today. <laughs> she is a business owner of 26 years. She is a mom of three beautiful children. Especially the middle one. Or at least two of them. <laughs> the middle one's suspect. We're not we don't really want to get into it. Um she's had or her foot in the director's chair, in the choreographer's chair, in the onstage dancer, actor chair. Uh, her claim to fame for singing is like nursery rhymes. That's about <laughs> it, right? Um, but it's going to be a really fun day to get on the inside of our family. I'm a little uh, scared of what might happen today. You uh, should be. <laughs> I'm Victoria. Hey guys, I'm Carly. (laughs) And the original hey guys, Carmella. Hey guys, I'm Carmella.
1: Oh my gosh, it's even higher than mine.
0: Hey guys. (laughs) Oh, is Billy here? (laughs) That is uh, one of her specialties is all of her voices and storytelling. There was always, every character had a voice. So maybe we can get some of those out today.
2: What's up mom? Yeah, you can. So,
0: oh my gosh! So let's start there. Carmela, or mom, has and had a children's theater company called Stages of Imagination. She, you, did it with your sister, Vicky. Created it, acted in it, produced it, choreographed it, directed it. <laughs> um, it was the transportation
2: and what the, else? Anything the else? Set. The, not design. the set designer, not the set builder, but we were the techies, Vicki and I. So were she had the
1: full techies. control and was a hands-on, full-on control hustler. What does
0: that sound like?
1: Who does that I'm, sound that's like? That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> okay, let's start at the beginning.
2: At the very beginning. Yes, it's a very, a very good, good place to start. A good place
1: to start. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Okay, Mom. Where were you born? Where are you from? What,
2: what parish? I, I was born in Philadelphia, but I grew up in Drexel Hill, St. Dorothy's Parish. And what's your full name? Carmela Louise Guitaris Mayo. My
1: name's Carmela. That's interesting. How I got it?
2: Hmm. It's a generational five Carmelas in our generation in our family. It's really fun
0: when you travel with both <laughs> Carmelas, and their passports are the same, and their license oh, is the same. true.
2: Causes a lot of problems.
0: So I decided to name my daughter Carmella
1: as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh. All right, Mom. They all know we're hustlers. I'm a hustler, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Mom, sing it. Say, I'm a, I'm a hustler, baby.
0: <laughs> Get it together, Mom, ladies. wait, wait, wait.
1: Mom, say, it's hard out there for a pimp. <laughs> It's hot out there for a Why are you Southern? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Bring it back. Bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it in. Okay. Name. We want you to tell everybody how many jobs and what kind of different jobs you've had in your life because it makes you a very well-rounded person and you've done a little bit of everything.
2: Well, I hated babysitting. Hated it. My parents forced. <laughs> so she <me> teaches kids <laughs> to babysit. My sisters did it, so I had to do it. And it was, I it was painful. So then I went and became I worked at the movie theater, and then I was a counter girl at Woolworths. And then oh I delivered phone books. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. I did. And then, w- then I was a student helper at Westchester. I was a secretary. And I took what do you call it? Uh, notes with. <laughs> you are not
1: a very good
0: secretary.
2: <laughs> no, I took oh notes God, with. Um, what do you call it? Shorthand, shorthand. I took notes with shorthand.
0: Westchester is Westchester University.
2: Westchester University. Yes. And then when I moved to New York, I became a waitress with no experience, but I worked at this Madison Avenue restaurant called Bailiwick. It was high class restaurant, and it was uh, really fun. I-, I met a lot of good friends at Bailiwick. And then in New York, I was a party starter. She was a
1: partier. She meant to say partier.
2: No, I started parties. I would go <laughs> to parties dressed in costume, and then I would just mingle with the people and start parties. I decorated b- with balloons at the New York City Marathon. So then, when I moved to home, we're all she's only like twenty two at this point. <laughs> I, and and then I danced oh, in between. I was t- getting dance gigs, blah blah blah, and I was choreographing colleges and high school and summer theater and that. But then when I moved home, my sister Vicky and I started a wall papering business but we realized we weren't going to make any money doing wallpapering (laughs) because we were having we weren't that good at it and so (laughs) we just did family and we couldn't charge family so we weren't making any money at all so then we became balloon decorators and we started our balloon bouquet business and we had business cards and everything like like but again we only did family
0: like Making balloon animals and... No,
2: no. Balloon arches for parties. We did uh... the family reunion. We did uh, balloon forests. I did what? Billy's eighth grade graduation party with the balloon forest. Billy the... is our brother, and by the way. We decided we couldn't make any money doing balloons either because <laughs> we weren't charging anybody any money. Because... Oh, my God. And
1: that's why we are horrible business owners. That's why Victoria and I are struggling <laughs>
2: business to charge people we are not business minded I couldn't charge family I couldn't charge friends who else is going to hire us for wallpaper and balloons so did you ever dance at all (laughs) (laughs) yes I was dancing in and among all these jobs or I was teaching dance or I was choreographing in between these jobs or I would just stop the jobs and go on the road and dance and that's why Part of the reason why nothing, the balloons and wallpaper kind of failed. But at, at that point, I had kids, so I wasn't traveling as much. Then...
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, this is Bert Carly. This is... Welcome, everyone, to the land of no silence. Welcome. But I want to I take a step back. When was Studio 54 in all yeah, of this? you neglected
1: to tell them you were a cage dancer at Studio 54.
2: Oh. Well, <laughs> see... That- that was when my party starter days. So Studio 54 was when I danced in New York, um, in, in between cages.: <laughs> Well, yes, at that time, <laughs> dancers were in cages above yes. the dance floor, so we could look down at all the people on the dance floor.
1: I'm going to back up even further and just give you a little little fun fact. She started college as an archaeology major. <laughs> so none of these jobs have anything to do with archaeology because she got kicked out of the department in the first
0: semester. <laughs> for her for her hot pants and her go-go boots. My go-go boots. And so. the
2: fact that I was upset that I broke a nail when we went on a dig. So she didn't make it too far.
0: Yeah. Cool.
2: So the let's dean- let's fast forward. And then I danced at regional theaters and because the business is all about networking one of the people that i danced with or did shows with he opened his own theater at shawnee in the pocono mountains and called me up to choreograph
1: shawnee is also the place where uh, i met andrew so andrew and i met doing a theater show in shawnee that my mom directed just a little fun fact so dancing When did you open the dance studio?
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) I opened my own dance studio 26 years ago, but I've been teaching dance for 52 years. Mom, how old are you? Oh, I'm (laughs) old.
1: (laughs) We forgot to mention, she's also an avid stilt walker and used to stilt walk at parties all the time. And then she taught us how to stilt walk because she would...
0: Because it's normal because it's very, very normal,
1: and now she still walks every
0: year at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Springfield, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania.
2: Yes, I don't still walk for money anymore, <laughs> but I did still walk for money. I did walkathons and parades and parties again, dance parties. I was a party starter on still walking. so on stilt so um so
1: you've done a lot over this lifetime,
2: yeah quite a lot, but my favorite job is being a mom. I knew she was going to say that. It's true. It's true. (laughs) It's true. And my mother wanted me to open a dance studio from the time I graduated from high school and... um, You didn't listen to her? I didn't listen to her because I didn't want to do the business side. I didn't want to own my own business. I wanted to dance. That's all. I didn't want... I enjoyed teaching, but I didn't want to run a business. So I need did students <laughs> so so I opened the dance studio just on a whim one well, day
0: well, well here's the best part of this Vicky who is the business side of Carmela's dance studio so her her dance studio is called Carmela's dance studio it's a very clever name <laughs> it's very clever and Vicky is was her partner for the Stages of Imagination, Children's Theater Company, and is also the business end of Carmella's dance studio. Just like we've heard before, Carm is the face. She's the face of it, just like Carly's
1: the face of it. Well, and Victoria, our aunt's name is uh, Victoria, and Victoria is named after her. So we have a second generation Carmella and Victoria as well. We don't
0: don't travel together, though. (laughs) It's okay. Where the Carmella is the face
1: and the Victoria... Does everything else? <laughs> no. No,
2: but... Um. Honey wanted me to open a dance studio her, my life since I was 18. However, I didn't. And, my, and Honey passed away. I parked the car in front of the studio and the landlady was standing there and said, Hi, I'm waiting for Amanda to sign a lease for this building. And there was a big for rent sign. And she said, What do you do for a living? I said, I teach dance. She said, This would be a great dance studio. I'll give it to you. And I went over and I signed a two-year lease, called up my sisters and said, you're not going to believe what I just did. And they said, where are you going to get the money to convert a doctor's office to a dance studio? From her wallpapering business and her (laughs) balloon business. And I said, I never even thought of that. So it was my mother who, from heaven, made me sign that two-year lease. And guess what? My mother was right. I love the dance studio. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and then I got fired from the <laughs> desk one year into the business, and that's when Vicky took over the business part of it. Because if Vicky wasn't doing the business, guess what? I still wouldn't be in business. Right,
1: because you would just give
2: everything I away was for free. Giving everything away you the can't first yell year. At her.
1: I know oh. that that's where, I mean, um, that's where we get it from. Yeah. We have a very hard time doing the business.
2: That's why we weren't eating very much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, if I remember correctly, I came home from school one day and you said, Hey, we're going to open a dance studio. Would you like that? I was like, no Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember I remember that. that. So what do you remember about owning a business with three small school-aged kids?
2: Well, I was a single mom, and I had to do something. I was getting to the point where you kids were getting older and needing more, and so I knew I was going to have to get some kind of a job, but I wanted <laughs> to be home. So I it, the dance studio landed in my lap, and so it takes a village. I had... My dad was able to take you guys out to dinner on Tuesdays. You were able to walk down to the dance studio after school. How convenient was that? And then I had a neighbor who I bartered dance classes with so that she could cook dinner, vegetable starch, and a protein instead of Taco Bell, which is what I was running to get for the first year.
0: So basically, you had a lot of help. When you needed it, where you needed it, and you got very creative on your time off and probably not having a lot of time off. Um, I do remember doing a lot of things, so I'm not too sure how you, how you managed to juggle it all. What I do remember is there is a third floor at the studio mm-hmm. that was converted into <laughs> inflatable furniture. That's right. So you would climb up the – it was like one of those pull-down – Oh, there were stairs. There were stairs. before we got rid of the stairs. There was a stairwell to the attic, right. And then it converted to, like, a pull-down lever of of a ladder. But the third floor was, like, to hang out while you were teaching late. So it'd be after school. We'd go up there. I think there was even a TV up there. But there was a bunch of your clothes from the (laughs) 70s. And I remember just, like, playing with them and dressing dressing up and waiting for classes to be be over. over for the day. So... You've had many, 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 many little ballerinas in and out of the dance studio for the past 26 years. Do you have like a, a nursery rhyme story? or
1: a? We'll preface it by every little boy or girl that dances in between their ballet and their tap section of the dance class, they have to stand up in front of the room and, and do a nursery rhyme. And it's something that I used to get so nervous about. I, I remember getting nervous to stand up and do my nursery rhyme. Did you?
0: I don't remember anything. Really? (laughs) I I truly do not have memories. I don't know. Yeah, I used to get so nervous.
2: Well, the difference between Carly taking dance in the dance studio was no one knew she was my daughter until mid-year. A mother came up to me and went, is Carly your daughter? Because she called me Miss Carmella, and I just didn't do like. Make her. You didn't
1: make me feel special.
2: No, I tried to make you feel like everybody else in the class, and then Cart, and then when Victoria came, she'd hang on the bar and say, uh, "I don't feel like dancing today," or "Mom, she's not doing it right." And I said to the other teacher, "I can't teach her. You have to. You have to take her."
0: It's amazing how the tables have turned. We have completely switched personalities. I don't know when that happened.
2: Um, Yes, I do have a nursery rhyme story that sticks out of my brain. A little little blue-eyed, blonde-haired, three-year-old little girl stood up. She was not a precocious child. She was extremely um, shy. And she stood up, and she put her hands on her hips, and she went, boom, chicka-wow, wow, wow. boom, chicka-wow. I looked at her mother. Her mother had her head in her hand just shaking her head like where did she learn this oh my gosh yeah that was and then of course your abc's kind of melt into twinkle twinkle little star which melt cuz they get nervous and then they but it's good public speaking and it's a good break
1: and then there's my kids who go in and sing the greatest showman yes <laughs> Melody would sing every song from the greatest showman from the greatest showman
0: oh my gosh
1: so you started the dance studio in the 90s, and now it's 2023. Yeah. So what do you think or what do you see are the biggest differences between the kids coming to the studio in the 90s versus now?
2: Okay. The difference between the kids in the 90s and the kids nowadays are phones. That's it. And, the, and I think because of the pandemic, they have become the little ones. I'm talking about the little ones. They have... Uh, become very attached to their parents, and they need hugs. So I've incorporated Bore for hugs so that they can go over and have physical contact with their parents because I encourage the parents of the little ones to stay in the room um, and watch the dance class. Most of them watch the dance class. Some of them use their phones. And the teenagers and the older ones, it's just, they do Not quite get that their body is not on instant gratification. It takes a while for your body to be trained into be flexible and learn a technique.
0: Well, that's from, I think it's from like TikTok and Snapchat. Everything is 15 seconds, 20 seconds. You learn a really quick, I don't even want to call them dances. They're, they're kind of eight snippets. Not, yeah. And it's just hand movements. So then when you try to ask them to do actual technique across the floor, or learn a combination and come back the next week and remember the combination. Exactly. Like, memory, memory is almost, it's the attention span. It's non existent. Oh, you know what I
1: think too, which I've found because Victoria and I both teach at the dance studio as well, that the kids don't like to not get the step on the first try. Right. Exactly. They That's get what, so frustrated yeah. that, why don't I get this right now? And I always say, Go home and practice. If you could do it on the first day, you wouldn't need me. Why am I here? Like you would not, you don't need a teacher if you got it on the first day. I ask that question all the time. (laughs) Why are you here? (laughs) I'm like, literally, there's six. I'm like, why am I here, guys? (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) But it's true. I mean, they get so frustrated so easily if they don't get it
2: on the first day. Yeah, they don't understand training, hard work. You've got to practice. They don't get that. They, like you said, it's instant gratification. Everything is fast. Yeah. I have a question.
1: That's not what we have given you already. So I'm a little nervous to ask you because I don't know where you're going to go with this. Yikes. We, a little statement first. We are not a competition studio. We've never been a competition dance studio and that's nothing against competition, competition dance studios. It's just that we are not one. Why are we not one?
2: Because I want it to be a stress free Environment and nothing's about money.
0: Clearly, <laughs> we've stated that already. Money yes. is not important.
2: That's exactly right. Competition is a moneymaker for the dance studio, but I, but also it it creates competition among the dancers. I want my students to compete against themselves. The previous week, I want them to get better at something. Because because they went home and practiced, not be, and I don't want them to get better to be in the front line or to get better than the girl next to them. I want them to dance because they love to dance. I don't want them to dance for a trophy.
0: You always said you believed, and even with like Dancing with the Stars, that it's so hard to pick a quote unquote winner because dance is an art form. It's an art. It's different. It's there is no comparison between genres and techniques. So I feel like that filters into your your studio motto.
2: Absolutely. You can't compare one person's choreography, an idea of interpretation of a song, with another one. They're apples and oranges. It's a personal choice. How a judge judges at a dance competition. And I will tell you another reason, I don't ask for tricks to blow out their knees or blow out their hips. I'm 60 years old. (laughs) Uh,
0: That was not an editing trick, ladies and gentlemen.
2: (laughs) And I'm still dancing. Why? Because I was never required by my dance teacher here, by any professional dance studio that I danced in New York, and I danced for 12 years in New York City, No one required me to do tricks that were going to damage my knees and my hips because they know that my knees and my hips are my money makers. And people don't get hired. (laughs) People don't get hired if they have injured knees or bad hips. A lot of the dance
1: teachers at the dance studio are from competition studios. So we have nothing against that.
0: So you just said that you danced in New York and they saved your hips. (laughs) Cool. <laughs> uh, you used to take from your, your dance idols, really. Yes. Right? Who, who, were, who were yours?
2: Like, who are the people that you learned? Oh, my gosh. In New York, uh, Phil Black. Yeah. He was awesome. He was 49th in Broadway. Chuck Kelly was Broadway dance. Where the uh, Tonight Show studio now is, that was 50th in Broadway. Wasn't he, fifty fifth like, rough? Chuck
0: Kelly, Chuck Kelly he, was tough,
2: man. He was tough. He, I had a love-hate relationship with him. Wait, hold
1: up. Weren't you pregnant and he made you roll around on the floor?
0: Yes. With who? Which kid? By
2: myself. With Which Billy. With Billy. I was 65 pounds heavier. And I was the only pregnant dancer that I knew of in all of New York. I went <laughs> everywhere. And I, no one else was pregnant. Nobody. No, that was unheard of. And so at the end of every class, Chuck would say, okay, everybody with white dance shoes, get out on the floor and do the combination. Okay, everybody wearing a black top, come out and do do the combination. One day he said, okay, everybody pregnant, come out (laughs) on the dance floor. And I was dancing with Broadway dancers. I mean, these guys and girls were awesome. And I walked out, I looked at Chuck like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. And he put the music on, and I did it. And it was a combination where we rolled on the floor, stood up, jumped, high kick, double turn, and I nailed it. And uh, (laughs) the dancers went nuts, crazy. If we had had phones at this point, you would have been viral. It would have gone viral. (laughs) I can remember what I was wearing. I wore blue maternity Terry cloth top because, of course, you couldn't show your belly. You had to hide your belly back then, but at 65 pounds heavier, I couldn't hide anything. I did have a love-hate relationship with Chuck, but he may be the best dancer I ever was. I feel like that's a big difference
0: in today's world. Like, from teaching that criticism—I don't know if criticism is the right word, or—it's construct definitely constructive criticism to— what you're talking about with Chuck Kelly. Right. But it was in more of a harsh way than, than I would ever do it to my students, but they can't take it these days. They can't take the corrections
2: is what it is. Right. Jojo Smith, we'd be on the floor stretching and I was never the most flexible person in the class. And he'd walk right on top of me and he'd look down and he'd say, so you want to be a dancer? <gasps> Could you imagine
1: if
0: we said that to anybody? We'd get parent emails immediately. Yeah.
1: I don't think it's like that at all anymore. It can't
0: be. Something something changed in the, um, in the effort to want to be better at something and putting the work in and getting the correction, which is also another word for the support from a tough teacher who just wants to push you into the next stage of your abilities.
2: Uh, yeah, and I find that I had maybe in 20 years one child who was a perfectionist and I knew that I couldn't correct her. Now I have maybe two in every class yeah. where I know I cannot correct them because they will have a meltdown. Yeah. If a teacher corrects you, that means they care about your progress. I always say that.
1: I say, if I'm correcting you, it means I'm watching you. Exactly. Go- There's a lot of kids in the class. That means I'm watching you and I want you to be better.
0: That's
2: right. Exactly. And I we- want
0: you to be better too, Carly.
1: <laughs> Could you just be better? But I don't take your corrections. <laughs>
0: Now, and I totally agree with you, but just to put some perspective, the people and the teachers that you're talking about in New York, you were not a child age. You were an adult. It was a different style and um, era. Yeah. An environment in the world of dance. And I don't know what Broadway Dance Center is like these days. I haven't been there in a long time, but I definitely had a respect for the teacher. And if they had something to say to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to come in the next week and do it right and do it the way that they want me to do it. Right. And yeah, it's definitely, definitely changed. So is there, is there any other teacher? I remember another name. JoJo Smith. Frank oh. Hatchett. Oh. Oh. Frank Hatchett. Frank
2: Hatchet, JoJo Smith. Chuck Kelly. They were my three main ones.
0: I loved Frank Hatchett. Yeah. Oh, and
2: I took from Luigi too, but that's. Oh, Luigi. Yeah, Luigi. And Anne Ryan King. I'm a good name drop now. No big deal. But. <laughs> oh, wait, wait.
1: Stop. Yeah. Hold the presses. Oh my gosh. Okay. Gregory Hines. Yes.
2: Is the, probably the most well-known tapper in the entire world. Okay. So when I was waiting in between classes at Broadway dance between, there was like eight different studios and in between classes, I would take two, but I'd have to wait a couple of hours and in walk this man who would sit there with me. He was writing a play and he would, we became friends. He would ask me to read a scene. So I read his scenes with him and he would come every day and I would love to be with him. And people would walk by him and say, hey, Heinze. Hi, Heinze, how you doing, Heinze? I'd be in class. Heinze would walk past the door. He'd wave to me. I'd wave. I was living on 92nd and Lex. My girlfriend, my roommate, was having a wedding reception in our apartment. She married a soap opera star in California, but she was having her New York party. Oh, my gosh. In walks my friend to the wedding reception at my apartment. In walks my friend with his entourage. And he I'll never forget it. He was standing by the kitchen sink in the kitchen. And I walked up, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're here. Guess who's coming tonight? And he said who? I said. Gregory Hines. He's a friend of my roommate's husband. And Gregory Hines is coming tonight. I'm so excited. While all of his friends were standing around and they were kind of chuckling and laughing. And he's like, oh, are you kidding me? Now, he knew my name, Carmela. But, and I knew him as Heinze. I never put the two together. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, you have no room to talk. <laughs> so he let me go on for a while. And his brother Maurice was standing right next to him. And I didn't know Maurice Heinz either. He's a big tapper. They tapped together as children. He said, Carmela, I am Gregory Hines. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, we had a great time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, just wanted everybody to know. Do things
0: make more sense to you all now? (laughs) Is it all coming together?
1: You're not here to see our mom doing a complete on (gasps) musical theater show on the couch right now. I mean, the arms are going wild. The facial expressions.
0: Hitting the plants, hitting the dog. There's a lot happening. There's a lot going on. So we're going to move on and move into a game that she's not prepared with. Okay. It's called Pick Me, but also known as Pick Which Daughter is Your Favorite. You have no choice or you'll die. Okay. The
1: point of the game is that we're going to ask you a question and you're going to decide whether your favorite daughter to do that with would be Carly or Victoria or who you think it's most likely yeah. going to be
2: or who would most likely enjoy it more No you're that's this is not your game
1: <laughs> No you don't get to make the rules here pick me Who is most likely to go on a new experience with you
2: uh, There's no
1: wrong answer Okay Victoria I think so too <laughs> Who is most likely to spend all of your money Carly yes. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, we know that. Who is most likely to call from jail at two a.m.?
0: Billy. <laughs>
1: I knew it. I knew <laughs> she was going to say said, that. She said, "She said he's going to she's going to pick Billy."
0: I knew it. Not even an option, but it's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who is most likely to drive on empty? Carly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carly's car has left Carmella uh, in the lurch a few times on the
2: New Jersey Turnpike.
0: <laughs> My bad.
2: <laughs> okay. Who
1: is most likely to drive across country with you? I
2: don't think anybody would. Don't have a stroke. Just answer the question. Victoria, but I don't think she would survive. I think she would take a bus home midway.
1: Who are you still most likely to be the designated driver for?
2: Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, Carly. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, who Maybe. is most likely to be late? Carly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. Come yeah. On.
1: Who is most likely to go overboard on everything in life?
2: <laughs> oh, geez, Billy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding! Correct. <laughs> who are you most likely to move in with when you get older? I know you don't want to live with anybody, but if you had to pick, I'm not living I know. with
2: anybody. I'm okay. not. I'll be homeless pick, first. Pick. No.
1: Pepper. This <laughs> The dog. <laughs> okay, fine. You win. Who are you most likely to be spontaneous with?
2: Uh, spontaneous Victoria. Yeah. Ding. I think so.
1: And last you one. You don't have to say
0: ding.
2: Do dings, are dings <laughs> worthy of anything? Dings, like, do I get anything for a ding? You get to live another day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> last one. Who is most likely to help you bury a dead body? Ooh.
2: Ooh. Now think
1: about this answer.
2: Billy. If There's Who no is right mo- answer. Carly.
1: You, that's-
2: Victoria. There's- <laughs> Are
1: you kidding right now?
2: All three of them would no. come and help me. Honest to
1: God, no, I wouldn't.
2: <laughs> yes, you would. You'd be yelling the whole time that Victoria wasn't digging right.
0: <laughs> that is so true. And She'd I be would-
2: standing there with her arms folding saying, I don't want to do this. But dig a little deeper.
0: (laughs) She would rattle off all of your true crime information that you learn, And
1: I'd be so mad that Billy got out of it by living in Kentucky.
2: Kentucky. No, but you know what? If I had a dead body, Victoria would do the labor. Carly would be standing there officiating or looking for the lookout. And Billy would be advising from long distance.
0: That's pretty much. Have you thought about this before? (laughs)
1: Um, and that is it, Mom. You've completed the game. You've
0: won. And you've lost. And
2: you've- <laughs> From birth to death.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, so good. <laughs> well, right. it's been a joy, Carm. <laughs> it's been very fun to have you on. Thank you for for enlightening us.
2: Well, thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> you say that just as well as I say my name.
0: Oh, man oh man
2: thanks for having me
0: <laughs> oh she's giving us options to give us another one
2: thanks for having me thanks for having me oh just different <laughs> emphasis
0: just different ways to say well no
2: well thank you
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're never gonna get out of here
2: thank you girls <laughs>
0: Tip and your real extra tip don't necessarily go together today, but we pulled both of these options from Carmela's conversation, and we think they're really important. So your real tip today from me is: hey, look, Ma, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> so the beginning of the conversation was all about all of Carmela's jobs throughout the years. And we're not gonna rattle them all off again, don't worry. But the tip is if there is something that you have not done, or i have always wanted to try, or just something that maybe just sparked your interest recently, do it. Do not think about it. Do it. Life is too short. If you end up not liking it, oh well. But do it. Try. Figure out a way to get it done. Start it. Experience it. And then you'll have that experience under your belt, and there will be absolutely no regrets. And now for your real extra tip of the week.
1: It's called, Hey Ma! The Meatloaf! Which is a reference from what movie, Victoria?
0: Wedding Crashers?
1: Wedding Crashers. (laughs) If you've never seen it, look it up. What that means is to find a family member or friend who tells the absolute best stories and really be in the present moment. Listen to them. Heck, even write it down. It's about taking time to really connect and create some memories.
0: All right. Thanks, Carm. You can find her every day of the week at Carmella's Dance Studio or... At her own time frame for all of our C-Fit Fitness classes, she doesn't really follow the schedule. She does her own thing. So uh,
2: she's around. Well, thanks for having me. And I have a lot more stories that I wasn't allowed to tell today. (laughs) So if anybody (laughs) wants to hear them, they can read my book in about 20 years (laughs) or I can burn your ears and tell you more stories.
1: Thanks, girls. I love you. Thanks, Mom. Love
0: you. Remember... You are always fit to be real and always
1: allowed to be a little extra.
0: Or in this case, a lot extra. For legal reasons, we have to tell you that this podcast is meant for entertainment and educational purposes only. We are not healthcare professionals. For all of your health, wellness, fitness, and self-care needs, please refer to the medical professional in your life. Your primary care physician, your therapist, a certified coach, whoever it may be. And then let us know what they say because I guarantee we need to know it too. Okay? (laughs) Okay, bye.